Yeah, it can be tough, man, but it's it's a cool experience. I, I literally think every single person should at least move somewhere different, you know, than they've always lived at some point in their life just because it's just to get out and see what else is out there. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there. That's why I said there's such a big world out there that a lot of people don't even realize there's more out there than what they've always known. You said you, you said you meditate? Yeah. Do you meditate with your eyes open or closed? I close mine. I've I've never really tried. Oh, I've The only time I've tried meditating with my eyes open is I've gotten the room really dark and I've lit a candle flame and stared into that. I remember you saying that on your podcast. Yeah, that's the only time. The reason I'm asking is because there was, there was a point where if I sit there long enough and I look out, I can start seeing little, little, like almost white dots. White? Yeah. Just like moving. Is that... Are they orbs? Is that called orbs? No, no. Yeah. It's not one. So when oh. they say orbs, I'm pretty sure they see one and it just moves back and forth. This is like... It's almost like... You, you mean f- when your eyes are open? Yeah. It's almost like you can see particles or like energy like moving around you. I've it, noticed that when my crazy. eyes are closed. Yeah. That's when what, I yeah, close you can my do eyes, you can, too. you can get yourself to... A, I focus on the center of my face, like right here. Yeah. And you can... I always see a white dot. Do you don't see multiple? I see like, it's almost like organized throughout the whole room and they move like real slow. Just when you're meditating. Like I tried. So when I was at the beach by myself, I sat out in the balcony and looked out at the ocean and I sat there enough and I focused on a fixed point and to the point where I started seeing, like I was really relaxed and I just started seeing like all this. It was just the weirdest thing. That I mean, you're doing a good job with it then because that's that's what you're supposed to do when you meditate is you're supposed to focus on one specific point, I guess, if you have your eyes open or yeah. for me when they're closed. I have this app that I listen to and it'll give off little pings and little music for like 20. You can set the time for whatever you want, but it tells you you're literally just supposed to block everything out, all thoughts, and focus just on those sounds. And it's crazy. Once you start doing that after a couple minutes, I've been in meditations where I shit you not, I'm starting to get like the chills and shakes and like, I've had like an liberating experience, like maybe two or three times where I got to the point where I was just like mind blown how things just start moving and you like feel the energy. You can feel the energy waves. It's weird. I got, but it's, it feels real. I got, I did it one time to a YouTube thing and I got to the point where it just it was a fear of the unknown and I started feeling a certain way and I was like no I'm not doing this and then I just like came to it was just the weirdest but they say sometimes when you meditate you get that way but you should just allow yourself to feel it and 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 take it so next time I gotta be able to feel it yeah I never tried to meditate my mind is always going you, meditation is and powerful I, I would have yeah. to try to That's, really focus to to focus on one thing I think a YouTube thing would be good for you because you're yeah. focused on the voice of someone talking or like just natural sound. That's I had that problem a lot. And even when I I had friends that would tell me like, you're not listening to me when you talk, when they talk. And it's because my mind's going a million miles an hour. You don't pick up on what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But quieting your mind, the thing I do with the candle flame helps with the focus and honestly even if you do just watch meditation videos on how to do it but i think meditation is 
going to become a huge, huge popular thing because what it does is it just, it gets you to that point where it does quiet your mind. And essentially, um, when you get to that point where you can quiet your mind, thoughts will start to pass by and just being aware of them, but letting them pass by and just getting back to that point of like pure silence where you're just in a state of pure consciousness that's meditation. And what that does is it raises your consciousness and it raises your vibration each time. I should try that. And I'm just going to, this was not meditation at all. And we're going to talk about this on another podcast podcast next week. But I went to uh, church. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to church in a long time, but I went to church. I took a guy who was 90 days clean and he couldn't get a ride. Whatever. We went to his church. I was always raised Catholic, so... It was very controlled. This was mm-hmm. a lot of hard rock music, a lot different <clears throat> than I've ever experienced. And my first time there, I cried. From the first song, like, I cried, and I don't even know what I was crying about. Because usually when I go to church or if I get sad, like, I start counting ceiling tiles. Like, my mind, I'm counting something in this church to block out what's really happening in the church. Uh-huh. And I was telling Austin, I went to this church, and I couldn't stop crying. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I can't even tell you what I was thinking about. Like, I wasn't thinking about happy things, sad things. But I cried uncontrollably the entire time. Really? And then when we left... He's like, are you sad? I'm like, no, I'm not even happy, sad. Like, I can't even tell you what I was feeling in there. I just couldn't stop crying. And so I went back as an experiment for me. I went back last week or the week before, and I didn't cry right away. And I was like, okay, where's my mind at? And like one song in, all of a sudden I got super hot. And this was like a lot of praise. So they were clapping and singing. It was a lot of positive energy, but literally... I don't even know what came over me, but I got super hot and like I could feel my heart beating to the sound of that music. And I just felt like, and I'm trying to rein in, like, what are you thinking? Like, I can't remember what I was thinking, but I literally cried again. And, but it was a different feeling than the first time. The first time I cried this time, I don't even know why. Like nothing sad happened, nothing happy happened. It was just tears. Like I that's was, actually a really good sign you're going through a spiritual awakening. Isn't that crazy? It yeah. freaked me out for a minute. It's your body releasing emotions and it's like you said you don't you, you weren't necessarily sad or happy but you're just now just crying out of the blue. Like that is a big sign that you're going through a spiritual awakening. And this whole the, I think the whole world's going through a spiritual awakening but some there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on the opposite side of it. But that's a good sign that you're aware of that. That's, that's a good sign that that's your body just releasing emotions. You know, you might not, might might not be happy or sad, but that's your body just releasing some of these emotions that it has trapped inside. Another big thing too is, uh, like if you have pain in your body, I've also been learning a lot about pain and that all disease is created in the body that it's it's in your mind medicine is a bunch of bullshit it's not the u.s has it so wrong with medicine that like the pharmaceutical energy industry is a giant money bag industry this has nothing to do with with anything like you can heal your body through your mind this whole holistic healing which is not in the western world is i don't know if it'll come anytime soon but i think eventually it will 
but you can literally heal your pain. I got this book actually called the emotion code and it's all about everything you've, every pain you feel in your body is a trapped emotion that you've held to from childhood trauma. And it, it shows you how to release them. And I've tried it on myself. There's stuff where you're taking a magnet. It sounds kind of strange, but you take a magnet and you run it over your, I think it's called your meridian, which is like the top of your head here. And it's supposed to release. You stand up straight. I had a pain in my shoulder and it, I could literally feel the pain ease out of it. But I'm, I'm really diving into this book and learning a lot about how all disease is created in your body and that you, you have the power in your mind. I mean, it, like the placebo effect, mm -hmm. you hear about that all the time. Like, why is that? That's, you know, that's not just a coincidence. I, I do believe that you can heal anything in the body. And, you know, if I get pains in, in my body and like part of me, when I told you earlier, I'm going through my own spiritual awakening. Have you ever heard of the dark night of the soul? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So essentially what that is, is, when you're on a spiritual journey, all of your, when you're raising your consciousness and you're, you're moving up in awareness and to that next level, a lot of your old emotions are going to try and fight you and you're going to be in a lot of pain in your, in your life. Things aren't going to be going well. You might have pain in your body and I've been going through that and that's why I had to get that. I got that book, but I've been reading it and dude, and it's been crazy how much I've been utilizing it to like, unheal myself from these pains that I've had like sores in my body and aches and pains and like my back and shoulders like these are they're trapped emotions is what it is uh, from like childhood trauma but you have the power to release it and that's the crazy thing like it's so cool to me now because I I'm like all obsessed with this shit because it's it's like I feel like we as humans like I said haven't even scratched the surface of what we know yet but yeah. I believe in it all. This is why I like being around people like this because you're more you're more interested in, in life and what what's out there instead yeah. of the the average person who just goes to work and thinks that's all they they provide for the family and that's it. Like that's there's more to life. We haven't even, we don't even know. Like you said, there's so much yeah. more that we don't even know about, and that's cool. It I, tires I, your brain sometimes when we get off the phone. I'm like, my brain is tired. Yeah, no, like, I know what you mean. You know, and so I was going to go to another church. I thought, well, maybe it's just this church. I'm on an adventure. Like, I'm like, I got to go see if it's this church, if it's this person talking. Because the guy, and, and you know when you go, you swear everybody's looking at you. Yeah. And the guy was talking. He goes, I feel a lot of positive energy in the room, and I feel like people are in here crying today, and we're in the third row course and he's like people are crying today that haven't cried in so many years and they're just getting their emotions out and i'm like i need to know tissue and it was just like but i literally left there feeling great like he's like are you sad i'm like i'm really not sad he's like i thought it was reminding you of your son i said i didn't one time think about him like uh -huh. i think about him all the time but that's not what was going through my mind when i yeah. was crying and i could not stop it it was insane. So I'm trying another church. Like, I don't know. Well, keep trying that stuff. And that's cool. That's like, what I'm doing. That's how you start to learn about yourself and become more self-aware and like notice these things. But what's weird is know? I'm spirit. I pray all the time. I pray all the time. And we talked on a podcast once and I even said, you don't need to go to church to get that closeness with your higher power. Mm -hmm. You don't need church. And I was advocating that. And I'm like, I don't need to go to church. Like I'm good. 
I'm good, okay with death. But then when I went to that church, I'm like, holy shit, something like really happened here today. (laughs) And when I went back the second time, I literally started counting the tiles. I'm like, okay, do what you always do. Maybe you were just vulnerable the first time because I didn't really know the guy picked up the take. And I was like, okay. So I started counting. My mind just went blank. I don't even know what that church looks like right now. I've been there twice. I can't even tell you. I can't even t- I started to count the tiles. And all of a sudden, it just took over. Like, my heart started beating real fast. And I said to him, like, this is insane. I never felt this power before. And it was a good experience. It makes you think, though, right? Yeah. You know? It's like, holy crap. And I said to a guy in the back who I worked with for many years, and I said, oh, this is your church. I said, this is the most powerful church (laughs) I've ever been to. I'm like, this is insane. Like, the feeling that I get, and it's the music, and it's it's insane. That's awesome. That's So I'm going to try another church. (laughs) Even when I was Christian, like, you technically – they teach that you go you like life on earth is hard and then you die and go to heaven and then you see God. But now I completely flip that around and with spirituality, like God is actually inside of you and it's just getting in tune with that God. And when you do like that's, you can live heaven on earth. That's where heaven can be. Heaven heaven and hell are lived on earth. It's your experience and your perceptions of everything. How you're living on earth is going to be heaven or hell. You know, and I think the next couple of years are going to be really, really crazy to watch because we're, like I said, going through this mass awakening and there's going to be a lot of people that are on the upper end of it. And there's going to be a lot of people that just don't, don't understand. But before we uh, end this, unless we don't want to, um, you, you were talking, parts, you were talking you about to. the, the power of healing your mind, healing itself, basically. Right. Is that how you put that? Yeah. So you read, did you ever read Limitless? I know you guys were getting that book by Chris Crone. When I, last time I did the podcast, you guys said you guys got it. I don't know if you read it, but in there, I he, think I, he talks have about it. I haven't read it yet. He talks about like law of attraction. Like there's yeah. different, different, all kinds of things. And he talks about how these people that have depression or like cancer, they heal themselves because they, they say, well, I'm going to get over this. Like uh-huh. I truly believe in that stuff. And like you said, medicine is a big joke. You, you take medication for, what, diabetes and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. But basically what I'm trying to ask is a lot of these people that are in addiction, do you believe that they can use the power of their mind to get out of it? Because my big thing is knowing that your mind can heal yourself and the law of attraction and you get the energy that you put out when these people go to like uh, AA meetings or any kind of meeting in general – What's their first statement when they go around? They ha- they ask you to say what? Your name. I'm an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. Exactly. Listen to so what, you're saying what there, I'm yeah. trying to say is, I don't believe they should be doing that because when they no. say I'm an alcoholic, or even saying I am a recovering alcoholic, you're still using the word alcoholic, which brings bad energy. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're gonna get more of that. Yeah, but they like, believe why? in their first step. You have to admit. Yeah, but he's who he, you are. True, but by them admitting them by them admitting I am an alcoholic, they're that's them saying to themselves that they are an alcoholic. That's that's the thing is like you got to be really careful with the words you speak because 
yeah. the words you speak, you will affirm to yourself. And like you're saying, them saying, I am an alcoholic. You're labeling that yourself. You're labeling yourself and they believe that they are an alcoholic. But you can change that. It's, it, you can absolutely change what you believe it but it starts with they have to become aware of their thoughts and where they're coming from and where it all came from it's it's all boils down to that self-awareness mm-hmm. um seeing things like i had a lot of beliefs about myself or negative things that i was doing or um fears that i had and i had to like look at them as like where did these come from and then when i started to do that inner work and figure out like, oh, I, I got this from this person or this person taught me this growing up. That's self-awareness because it allows you to accept it as untrue. And like an alcoholic can absolutely change their mind. Oh, yeah. But yeah, by going to that class and saying, I am an alcoholic, that's that's uh, not the right way to go about things. Because how many people that have been on the podcast say they don't use it, use that anymore? They don't go to AA meetings or anything. They're fine. Yeah, we have a couple people that don't use it, and then we have a couple people that need it. Um, I see both sides to it. Do you need to get that? Because we can stop it no, and make good. a call. Okay. Um, I just didn't want them. I see both it. sides to that. Like, I get what you're saying. It's negativity. But self-awareness, you have to admit to yourself your faults, right? And yeah. so, so they're saying, I admit that I have this condition, I have this problem, and I need to move past it because that's just the first step in a 12-step program. The second step is that you have to believe in a higher power. But by admitting to that to themselves, you're basically living in the past. Like you were an alcoholic, but from like, just think about like, say I'm an alcoholic that comes into an AA meeting I walk through the door like at this moment right now, I have a choice that by me saying I'm an alcoholic, that's me living in the past of who I don't want to be. But at any moment in time or in life, you have any choice to make a decision on who you are. And you can walk into that room and say, no, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm this now. It's it's like that's I get what you're saying, but essentially what it is, is that's like living, at least from my beliefs, is like it's living in the past. And I only say that because I I do that too with myself is I I think about the past sometimes and um, I've caught myself living in the past or saying things that I used to say about myself. And it's like, no, at any moment you can make a decision to change and be whoever you want to be. At any moment, there's a new decision at any moment in time and you can say something other than I am an alcoholic. So they, they have the power to change, but I I really don't think that's the way to go about things is saying that personally. I think you're reaffirming yourself to being an alcoholic by saying that. And it's words are powerful. Yep. They really are. The more I've learned about spirituality, like the things you say to yourself and the things you talk out loud, like, Become aware of that because they are powerful. Words are very powerful. And I, I was listening to your parts of your podcast, you and Mike did today, and you said on there about people who, uh, even Mike said, they keep saying, I don't want this. I don't want that. Right. And you guys said it only brings you more of that because you keep thinking, I don't want this. So if mm-hmm. you say back to alcoholic, I don't want to be an alcoholic, you're going to bring more results of being an alcoholic because you're saying I don't want that right because that's your energy 
Yeah. Like if an alcoholic were to say, I'm sober, I'm healthy, I'm clean. Like that's different than saying I'm an alcoholic. Right. It's, it's living in the, the future of who they want to be, even though, uh, maybe they're not there yet, but it's like reaffirming that is what's going to change your mind. And the more you do that repetitively, that's going to rewire your brain and you'll eventually start to believe it. And when you start to believe it, then you'll start acting as it and you'll start, you know, an alcoholic won't be an alcoholic anymore once they fully believe they're not an alcoholic, you know, but by reaffirming that I am an alcoholic, I, I don't think that's the way to go about things. But what if they say I'm an alcoholic, but I'm seven years clean or I'm 40 years clean? Because I've, I've heard speakers that are 40 years clean. Um, I've heard people that are seven days clean. They even cheer for Do the person. Do they say I'm an alcoholic or I'm a recovering alcoholic? Some people say I'm a recovering alcoholic. Some people say I'm an alcoholic. Um, but then they, they always reward people. So even somebody that's one hour sober they reward that person. Like, you know what? I'm an alcoholic. I'm one hour sober. I'm an alcoholic. I have 24 hours. They give them tokens. Like they reward them for the work. So that's like, they're admitting that what they are, because in those cases, most people believe once you're an alcoholic, you're always going to be an alcoholic, even if you never touch alcohol again. So I get what you're saying. The negativity, like I'm always, so they're always carrying that weight with them. Mm-hmm. They can't ever get rid of that as long as they're at a meeting. And this is interesting because I'm going to reach out to somebody that I know that really promotes the AA and ask them to explain that because I also go to the negativity part of it. Like I'm an alcoholic and then you slip and then all of a sudden you have to start over. So now you're going to a meeting where you were saying I was seven years clean. Now you have to go back to, I have to admit to my peers that I'm 24 hours clean. So everybody puts together oh he relapsed. Or she relapsed. Right. So that's negative. You know, I failed. I hear I was doing so good and now I failed. And so, like, I get that point. And, and maybe that's why they fail. Because they're constantly in the back of their mind thinking, I'm always going to be this way. Because that's what society says I'm always going to be. And that's just not even alcoholics. That's drug addiction. That's gambling. Like, I'm always going to be that person because that's what people know me as. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a thing with environment too, is, you know, these people that are in the AA meetings, if they go back to that same environment that they were in, I think environment is a big, big thing because you're the behaviors and the habits of those around you, you know, and if they're going back to that same environment, it's going to be very easy to get drawn back into doing those things again and to relapse. You know what I mean? So sometimes it could just be like a complete change. Like you almost have to just completely change and go cold turkey in your life and just do something else different. For me, I had a lot of bad habits and I got into, I never had a drug addiction, but I've done a lot of party drugs and it was ruining my life. And I would wake up the next day and feel like shit every single time, but I would still go out and get the high of partying in the moment, you know? But then the next day I would always feel like shit every single time. And it got, I feel like it almost got to a point where I was just so sick and tired of it that I just was like enough is enough. You know what I mean? And maybe sometimes it takes people to that point, but a change of environment can be a big thing. I had to start looking at myself and be like, all right, instead of going out and partying, like what can I do differently? That's a different habit to get out of this, this like, cycle in this loop and start replacing a bad habit with a good habit. Because if you just take away the bad habit, but 
you're not doing anything else, it could be very easy to fall back into the bad habits. So I think one thing that helped me personally was replacing bad habits with good habits and just kind of just like that helped me change my life a lot and doing things differently. Did you just do it or did you tell people I can't do this anymore? I'm going to take my life in this direction. Or did you just separate yourself and go do what you needed to do? Uh, yeah, for me, it was a lot of like separation that helped me the most because I, it was hard for me to say no, you know, Mm -hmm. I had that problem. Um, and something still I struggle with, with some things, but you know, I'm getting a lot better at it and being able to say no and stand up for myself and be like, look, this is, this is what I need. And you know, it's, it's having those hard conversations with people that you don't really want to hurt their feelings or you kind of want to just you know, you want to go with the flow, what your friends want to do, but, um, you know, they'll respect you more for being able to just stand up for yourself and say, Hey, no, I don't want to do this. Like respect that. And that's that. And just be open about it. And it's, it's having those hard conversations, but it helps at the end of the day. And in the end, your true friends will understand yeah. and respect yeah, that. Absolutely. And if they don't, then they really didn't care about you as a person. Exactly. I, I, that's just how I feel. If you're going to, not accept somebody for their change, then you didn't really care about that person in the first place. No, I agree. Yeah. They got to support you with that. And if they're not, then you got to start looking to maybe find some new friends. Yeah. But I think you can feel the positiveness. Mm -hmm. Like they probably are maybe even a little jealous. Those people that are saying, Oh, you're boring now. Don't you think sometimes they're a little envious? Like you took this step and you're improving things and they're still in the rut. They're still living yeah. every day and that's the, the thing. Same, they're gonna, same way. People are going to project their insecurities and stuff. You know, even when I left, like there are a lot of people who said, oh, you'll be back in a month or, oh, you'll, you know, you shouldn't go. You're not going to make it this and that. And, you know, that's part of. Did that motivate out. you when they told you you couldn't do it? Did that make you want to do it more? Uh, I, I feel like I didn't really think about that at the time. I just was like, so tunneled vision on like, I just want to get out and at least try. Um, but I've always just stuck to my gut, I think. And I'm glad I did because I know how you feel though, because it's, it is scary, like stepping out and, uh, just trying something new. But the more you start to do it, I'm kind of getting used to it now is like, I, I know how it'll feel once I do it. Cause I've done it and it's like, mm-hmm. but yeah, it can be tough, man, but it's, it's a cool experience. I, I literally think every single person should at least move somewhere different, you know, than they've always lived at some point in their life, just cause it's just to get out and see what else is out there. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there. That's why I said there's such a big world out there that a lot of people don't even realize there's more out there than what they've always known, you know? I agree. Yeah. Well, I admire you for everything that you've done. I've known you well, since thanks. you were a little boy <laughs> in school, and we just grew up, and everybody just does what everybody, every normal American family does. And, yeah. And to break out and do what you did is is phenomenal. And to come back and talk about it and realize it and share your experiences and read about it. And, like, you're really educating yourself. You're educating people. I mean, yeah. people on the podcast, how many people <laughs> listen to this and are in the same boat as Austin? Like, I want to do something. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And it's always that security thing. For me, it's always that security thing. Like, 
I have what I have. I don't want to rock the boat. Like I'm going to step out a little bit, but it's scary. It is. Yeah. It is scary. But once you take that step, I mean, 37 years, I was with the same person. It was scary as hell. The one day, you know what, now I got to do this on my own. How am I going to do this on my own? And you're right. You just pray, put the positive in front of you and know that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And you just got to trust yourself. And it's like, like you were saying earlier with like that gut feeling, they're Mm -hmm. like, I want to get, there's something more. There is. Just got to trust it. Yeah. You just got to visit Eric in Arizona (laughs) and see what his life is like and what is out there. Because if you don't go anywhere, you don't know what's out there. You think you know, but you really don't. Like you took that trip to Florida by yourself. Like, Oh, I love traveling by myself. You do it when you go by yourself. You went by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But that's when you experience the time. Like it's yeah. just you. You're not trying to entertain somebody else. You're doing what you want to do. Exactly. And you're experimenting. You may stop at a store that somebody else that was with you wouldn't want to stop at. Yeah. And and find something. You might find a hobby that you like, art or something that you never knew you liked because you never went out and tried it or looked exactly. at it. Exactly. And that's the thing. You it's might crazy. even you might find stuff that you didn't even know you liked, or you 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 find things that you like to do that you didn't even you weren't even aware of. But that's part of the journey, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's part of um, just just getting out and doing it. But I think that's cool you go out by yourself and travel. Mm-hmm. Like that's Not a lot of people can do that. Seriously, that's, yeah. that's commendable. That's, uh, yeah, I want to go a lot of different places, travel, check out the world. And that makes you like more being self-sufficient and self-reliant and not being uh, like codependent, yeah. you know, that – like you're an independent person and being able to do that, like that's, I mean, you have all the power to go out and just, just leave and do it. But a lot of people are in that fear and are stuck. I mean, it helped me because I had friends to go with. And I think, you know, if you did have a friend to go do it with, but the cool thing about going and traveling and moving States too, is like, you can be a completely different person. You can leave everything behind and nobody knows who you are. So you can be whoever you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can literally, like, you can be whoever, whatever type of person <laughs> you want to be. That's why it's I want. Starting over. There's no judgment because exactly. nobody knows yeah. what you, they're not judging what you did in your past because they don't know. And yeah. it's your choice to share what you did or not share. Exactly. That's the thing. Real quick. <laughs> talking about co-partners. Do you find yourself more intrigued and more interested in self-growth rather than, like, having a girlfriend or something like that yeah yeah dude right now like i've i've i used to be a kind of a fuck i guess like not i mean was i though like or is that just the negative image that i got you got around like i was yeah and i was like always body count i was always like girl hungry you know i was always worried about that now more i'm so focused on myself now it's like yeah i can relate and the crazy thing is like once you you know as a guy, the more you are focused on yourself, like a girl will just naturally show up in your life anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm more, I think it's better to be just focused on yourself. You know, yeah. I've, I used to work with this when I was in San Diego, I almost moved to Miami with this like dating coach, dude, <laughs> this fucking guy. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> he was a clown, but he teaches all these guys to just go out to the bars all the time and just like, pick up women and i'm like like these guys who have no focus on their own lives at all and it's like i don't think that's the way to go about things it's it's more fun just to 
Yeah, I'm more in an education phase now, and I'm just, like, learning. I'm with you on that one. And that's cool, but you know what? Stigma says something's wrong with you, too. Stigma says you're going to be 29, you're going to be 28. You don't have a significant other, whatever that significant other looks like. And there's something wrong with you. There's yeah. no, you're going to be lonely. You're going to die lonely. How many times do people say yeah, to Austin, I worry about you because you don't have another person? No, the guys at work called me gay the other day. You know, that's what I mean. But <laughs> Dude, I get it, called gay too. Like it doesn't matter. Even if you are, it I doesn't matter. I joke around. Matter. I act like I am. I just but stigma, stigma says when you get to a certain <clears throat> age, you have to have right. a significant other. Yeah. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. You're either insecure about yourself, and that's the stigma part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because you're working on you, he's working on him, and you're happy. They don't think you can be happy unless you have that other person. And that's even at my thing, age, yeah. they said you can't, you know, Kathy, I said, I am newly divorced. I'm not even interested in dating. I, I, I can see myself going the rest of my life without another person. And they think something's wrong with that. Well, you're going to be lonely. You're going to die lonely. How am I going to die lonely when I'm out doing everything I want to do at the time I want to do it when I feel like doing it without having to answer to anybody else? And that's what you should do. And, and being being able to be like that and being happy with yourself. Yeah. And I, I got to the, I, I'm happy with myself now. And like, yeah. I, I don't care. And I feel like you're the same way. Yeah. But I also know guys that like if they don't have a girlfriend – like they need a girlfriend, you know, there now, or they're like life's a wreck. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm a girlfriend forever, <laughs> probably since high school. Me too, honestly. But it's like you're on your own path, doing your own thing, and you know. I get it, it from the guys that like at work. They'll ask me, I like tell them what I do. I go to the gym. I I read books. Well, what do you do for fun? That is my fun. Like that's that's me working on myself. Yeah. And then I had a conversation with an individual. Well, why don't you go out and find a girl? Well. I can go out and find a girl if I really wanted to, but is it going to be the right girl? You know what I mean? Like, but it's acceptable what you are doing, but people in society think there's something wrong with that, and they try to force that. And another thing is we know our value, so we're not just right. going to give that up to a random person. Yeah, I think that's one thing I've really gotten to the point now where it's like I'm looking for more quality now. Than Wifey material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just quantity, but... <laughs> and it's like, I, I truly believe it's going to happen when it happens. Yeah, and that's good, dude. You're like right on... You're on the right path because it, it will. It'll all work out, you know? I need to hang out with him more often. I said Come out to Arizona, bro. The Dirty Dale's fun. <laughs> Dirty Dale? What's that? Scottsdale. Oh, the Dirty Dale. <laughs> He'll be calling me from a mountaintop on mushrooms or whatever. (laughs) Oh, we could get into that too. (laughs) Microdosing. Oh my gosh. Again, we're not we're not recommending anybody do that. No, that would be fun. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. And congratulations on your journey. You've come a long way. Thank you so much. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh Hopefully Mike's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Okay. Well, this is the Science and Single Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah. Thanks. We'll uh, catch you on the next one. Bye. See ya.